Hey, it's four o'clock. Somebody turn on Giant Jim. Hey, 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 it's Giant Jim Ginsburg here, giving away big, beautiful buckets of money to some lucky listener. I love this guy. He once did a whole show butt naked. <laughs> How could you tell? It's radio. Remember, kids, when you hear this, it means it's time for the giant jackpot crackpot question worth 100 glorious, glamorous macaroonies. His questions are so hard. Maybe for you. And it could happen at any time, any minute, any second. Fee-fi-fo, I smell dough! It's time to win some money. On the Lord, I hear what? Nick. On the Lord, I hear what? Nick, Nick. On the rickety-tickety-low, I live in number one Nickelodeon. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Jocelyn. <laughs> and this is episode 121. Uh, we're talking Salute Your Shorts, the radio call-in contest. Mm-hmm. Or, or? Uh, or the Sponge Saga, as what? Wikipedia like gives an alternate title. Ooh. Really? Yeah, I don't know where those came from. I can't figure it out. But the uh, maybe somebody just made them up. The one I watched online was Sponge vs. the DJ. Uh, <laughs> that's what it was called. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah that's on that's on too. Yeah, something like TV different. TV something. Oh, did uh, you watch the right episode? Yes, I did. I was really nervous. I was watching the wrong episode. This has happened to me before, where I've gotten like through almost an entire episode and went. I don't think this is the one I was supposed to watch. <laughs> because of the title, because of the title, he yeah. told me I realized it was the right one. Okay, there's a radio contest. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Uh, Jocelyn, you've never been on the show before. No, I have not. <laughs> uh, but you've been our friend for a long time. Yes, I have since high school. Both of you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you like Nickelodeon? You know, I when I was researching this episode, I realized that I did not watch that much okay. Nickelodeon. I know. Some of the cartoons, but I was pr- we were pretty young when this was on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. Salute your shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I think we must probably remember more of the repeats yeah. than the actual run. And I remembered the theme song when I watched it, and I remembered Donkey Lips. <laughs> sure. And <laughs> a you, lot of the cartoons I remember. How about Ugg? Did you remember Ugg? I did remember Ugg, and I texted Andrew and asked if they called him Ugg because he was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you say? I said it's like a joke on his name, being Kevin Lee. Oh, just yeah. ugly. Yeah. Didn't get that through the text. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. It is pretty mean. Yeah, it is mean. And as an adult, uh, it's a perfect like kid jerk nickname thing, though. I feel. Yeah, it is. I wasn't yeah. that witty when I was a kid. To... But they're cruel, kind of kids. Yeah. Yeah, they're not great. They're not great at all. <laughs> Uh, well, um, we are going to have a special call that later in the episode with, um, the, I guess you guys would know him as the guy who does all our art. So if you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, his name's Brett Wilson. He's a great artist. Uh, he did the art for this episode and we've been meaning to talk to him and he happens, I think he's a fan of three shows in particular, Slew mm. Shorts, Pete and Pete, and Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is... That's, yeah, that's right. That's off the trifecta right there. Uh, <laughs> and so we were doing this, and we reached out, and he said he talked to us. So uh, make sure you stick around. We'll call him. Uh, you're a big Brett Wilson fan, right, Jocelyn? The biggest, some would say. <laughs> uh, this episode aired on uh, June seventeenth, nineteen ninety one. That's a Monday mm. at three thirty p.m. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, no, it's perfect. Get home from school. Yeah. 3.30. Okay. Turn on Nick. Make yourself a snack. Actually, there is no school June 17th. It's summertime. Oh, yeah. And I do kind of think of Salute Your Shorts as a hot summer oh, afternoon yeah. show. I mean, it takes place at camp. Summer camp. Oh, yeah. Did you go to camp? I went to not an overnight camp. Okay. But watching shows like this always made me wish I did. Yeah, me too. Mm. I don't think no, a lot of people It didn't sway me. I mean, I liked watching it, but <laughs> I didn't want to be there. That me. <laughs> Maybe with these kids, though. Sure. sure. <laughs> if you knew you were going to get, like, a jackpot group of kids yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with this... apparently no adult supervision. Well, uh, well uh, yeah. That's it? And Dr. Khan. <laughs> Somewhere. Just a voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is season one, episode seven. Very hard to find. Yeah. Uh, you can't really, like, you can't buy it off iTunes or Amazon. And they look just awful. They, they look... really could oh, use they're, a They're right off a of VHS drink. tape. Yeah. Um, they're, those commercial breaks, you can actually see, like, the, the tape. Um, but uh, I guess if you search real hard... <laughs> Otherwise, you're just going to have to rely on us to recap it here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's out there, definitely. Yeah. But I also have found, if you're looking for it in, like, streaming sites, it can be found by a different title often. Uh. Like, they're out of order and titled wrong. It's just a mess. You think it's easier to just search, like, Salute Your Shorts Season 1, Episode 7? That's the easiest way. Okay. And it still may require a little... <laughs> digging All right. can you buy like the dvd of salute your shorts uh-uh. no. there's bootlegs well, yeah but not which i had semi-official I... right like uh, from donkey, donkey lips himself he may... <laughs> <laughs> i love that he's living up <laughs> uh what's his name um bauer uh, uh yeah michael bauer. michael bauer uh i think he does make <laughs> i think he does make and send them um I bought I bought those. the DVD bootlegs off eBay in high school, um, and uh, they were not good. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that was like even much shorter time had passed. But yeah. uh, how much were they? It's like five years later. I bet you I spent probably twenty bucks. Uh, it had both seasons, but some of them were like they just wouldn't even play. <laughs> A lot of the shows, I realized, were very short-lived, like yeah. the Nickelodeon yeah. shows. Yeah, only two seasons for this one. Yeah. Did, did you have a favorite Nickelodeon show? Like, I know you didn't watch much, but... Um, I remember, I liked Hey Arnold a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked Clarissa. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching Alex Mack a lot with my sisters, mm-hmm. and I liked Doug. Ah, that's pretty good. My one sister really liked the beats a lot from Doug and would sing her songs. <laughs> she liked the songs. Yes. Not just the concept. I of remember the beats. like weird weird tidbit like Are You Afraid of the Dark? I remember the one episode with the twins and one turned into a lizard. Oh, the tail of the yeah, chameleon. I don't know why I remember but that's I because remember like Sister episodes. Sister. Yeah. Those are the twins. Was that a Nickelodeon show, Sister uh, Sister? No. No. But oh, uh what, forget it. what were their names? Tian and Tamara. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, you knew him. I know, I know, sister, sister. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Um, well, uh, before we jump into the episode, uh, when I was researching this episode online, uh, I came across a blog from about nine years ago of an Australian. I sent this to you. Uh, an Australian girl named Lorelai uh, would write about episodes randomly, and her style of writing is um, quite comedic. Uh, sometimes maybe too brutal. <laughs> she- 
comes across a little mean. But uh, as as we go through the episode, I thought it'd be fun to just chime in with what Lorelai. Oh, I think maybe I read this. Oh yeah, because I googled the episode. Yeah, um, I took this very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, should we remind people what this episode's like? What it's like? Yeah, should we recap it? <laughs> uh, should we talk yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, let's talk. About it. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Um, So the episode starts with Ugg bursting into the boys' bunk, asking for Budnick's help preparing for his upcoming date. Ugg, what a surprise to see you here. Budnick, I got a date tonight, and I want this girl to think I got class. Hey, look, I run a store. I don't work miracles. Come on, help me. What do you got? Don't touch that. Here's an item that'll drive the ladies wild. Burlap ties. They're handmade in camp. High class. I'll give you a good deal. Nah. What else you got? You got anything? Don't touch. Yeah, I got this stuff. I made it myself. I call it Ode to Budnick. It's my own special recipe. I like it. it smells antiseptic. Hey, now watch that stuff. One drop of that and the ladies will be all over you like white on rice. Yeah, one drop will make them go crazy. Imagine what this will do. I wouldn't do that if I were you. As Ugg eagerly rubs Budnick's special aftershave on his face, it's apparent that he's going to regret it later. <laughs> Uh, Can I read what Lorelai wrote? Okay. She says, (laughs) Bully Budnick is hanging out in his cabin when loser counselor uh, comes in (laughs) all in a tizzy. Apparently, he has a hot date and needs a little spring in his step. Ugg says, Seems kind of unfair to splash this on, you know, being a babe magnet. This will be like throwing gasoline on a fire. (laughs) She says, I doubt that very much, Ugg, since you are, as your nickname suggests, ugly. (laughs) It It may be ridiculously an original moniker, but I'll be damned if it isn't true. Boy. Wow. <laughs> Is that how boys put on aftershave? Like, you just rub it all over your face like lotion? I think it was cologne, uh, wasn't it? Or perfume? I think it's aftershave. Like oh, it was claims. aftershave? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, splash like a little bit But not your... like he was really, no, like no. it was No, no, he sunscreen. was really going all out, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ugg's kind of stupid. Yeah. Why is he buying a tool of seduction from a camper? At I don't know if there's ever a transaction of money. No. Yeah, I don't. He just expects it maybe to give Budnick a little leniency because mm. Budnick's so. Like, that was one of the weirdest parts to me that he was like, I'm going on a date. This is where I'm going to go. <laughs> Budnick's my source. Yeah. <laughs> either, is the, a either the aftershave or like the honking horn that was, or the eight ball. You offered him what ties also? Oh, yeah. Burlap yeah. ties. ties. That's nice. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, so later on, Michael and Budnick are trying to get Sponge to play hockey, but Sponge is too busy doing schoolwork on his computer, which is kind of ahead of the time. Yeah. I mean, this was pretty early to have a computer and be working on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It had to be, like, right towards the beginning of yeah. when this would... I, although, Sponge is on the cutting edge. I thought it was, like, more of a word processor. Maybe it was. Yeah. Hey, Sponge, grab a stick and we'll take these guys on. I'm taking a geometry class by mail and uh, I have to get the assignment done. We're doing Sosley's triangles. I mean, this is camp. Why don't you try having a little fun? Sosley's triangles are fun. What does this erase button do? <laughs> You're a jerk. Yeah, I know. Uh, Lorelai says, you want to hear it? Oh, yeah. The boys are chilling in their cabin. <laughs> Honestly, how do these kids, honestly, how often do these kids just sit around doing nothing? Don't they ever have activities or anything? Nerd Sponge is doing something nerdy as per his character trait requirement while the other boys listen to the radio. 
Slay love it. it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> like, he was taking a what, geometry class online or through the mail during yeah. the summer. He's really? quite a nerd. As Lorelai put it, um, when four o'clock rolls around, Donkey Lips puts on the Giant Jim radio show. Mm. At random times, Giant Jim asks a trivia question, and the first caller with the right answer was win some money. For a hundred dollars, Giant Jim asks what gland makes the human body mature and grow bigger. Did you know before uh, Sponge answered? Yes, but I like this episode is kind of burned into my mind. So oh, okay. I remembered the answer. You learned it from Salute yes, Shorts. Yeah. <laughs> from when it was like originally on or rewatching it? Um like maybe not the first time it aired. I mean, mm-hmm. rewatching it as a kid, you know. Not in years since so much. <laughs> um but that's how you like put information into a show, I feel like. Yeah. You know. You can Slip it in there as part of the story instead of. Uh, it's like learning the like Mandula oblongata from. Happy Gil Billy Madison. Waterboy. What <laughs> movie? <laughs> or also Pete and Pete has a yeah. little Pete. Never mind. This yeah. is. <laughs> oh wait, uh, Lorelai says, Budnick reckons it's the mouth. Sponge tells him that the mouth isn't even a gland, and he's clearly thinking of the pituitary. Sponge is such a little know-it-all <laughs> shithead in this scene. <laughs> Harsh, but true. <laughs> That's what she said. I don't think he's uh, all that bad. He's not the best. No? He's mean. He is kind of demeaning towards them. He is. He is. He, like, lords it over them. Uh, Kind of, but I feel like he does that just as a defense against all their bullying it's their kind of constant bullying it's kind of his superpower yeah like they're good at everything else this is all he's got as he as we find out later here's the question for one hundred dollars what gland in the human body makes you mature and grow bigger that would be the mouth because you never keep it closed <laughs> the mouth is not a gland so what's the answer the gland that controls growth is at the base of the brain, and it's called the pituitary gland. I never heard of that. And somehow it doesn't surprise me. What did you say, smart guy? Hey, leave him alone. Come on, let's go. We can win 100 bucks. That's pretty like, sensitive what, about What this. are you really good at, Jocelyn? I mean, I want to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't, I mean, nothing like sponges with the, with the smarts. Well, uh, could I share a Clickstein fact here? Yeah. So uh, we do these every once in a while from the book Slimed. Uh, <laughs> Where did you get the book? <laughs> oh, you know, online. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, this book is actually like pretty depressing when it comes to talking about the, the kid who played Sponge. Uh, his name is uh, Trevor I- Eister. Um, it sounds like, you know, uh, it sounds like he was going, um, through some stuff while they were filming this. He was the, it's noted here, the youngest person, uh, in the cast. And he said, I felt very ostracized. Uh, for me, going through that geeky, nerdy, awkward, prepubescent phase happened in front of a camera. Whether in high school or on set, I was this lanky, well, I wasn't tall, but I was a awkward, bowl-cut-haired mama's boy with glasses and a high, kind of high voice. Uh, he goes on to say it was really, really tough. What complicated it for me was that I was going through a sexual identity crisis. I'm probably the only cast member who doesn't qualify as straight. 
Turns out Danny Cooksey, who plays Budnick, was cordial when he needed to be, but we were in the bathroom, and I would hear him talking about thinking that I was a, and he uses quite a derogatory term here for gay people. Uh, Later on, it turned out I met a girl who knocked my socks off, and I realized that I didn't bat for the other team 100% either, which was a whole different realization much later. Um, But the book really gets into, like, his mom was very overbearing, and they're estranged now, uh, and uh, the cast was not very nice to them. Uh, even like when they talk about it, reminiscing in the book, the cast is still kind of mean. They're That's like, "Yeah, cool. we didn't like him very much. He was annoying." You know, maybe he Sponge wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jocelyn's so listening. <laughs> Coming around. Poor guy. Yeah. It's good well, that he, it's good that they gave him an episode to be the cock of the shine. wall. Yes, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> So if we're getting the question right, Sponge can trade in the $100 for a chance at $1,000 if he can answer two more questions in, in the next 24 hours. It's not long before everyone in camp has found out about the prize money, and suddenly, instead of getting picked on, Sponge is being hailed for his superior intellect. Hmm. When the girls come by the boys' bunk, they discover a deficiency in Sponge's knowledge and offer to help him learn pop culture trivia. Paul! How am I supposed to know? It was like a virgin. That's when she had brown hair. And then she married Sean Penn. A couple of years later, she did Vogue. And then she got all those really great clothes. Well, that Madonna thing's really stupid. It's just stupid because you don't know. I know facts, not stupid trivia. Who are all the guys in NXS? Stupid trivia. Who was the first woman to win at Wimbledon? Stupid trivia. What does Johnny Depp have tattooed on his arm? That's all stupid trivia. Well, for your info, it was Winona forever. You just better make sure Giant Jim doesn't ask you stupid trivia when it's time for the thousand bucks. In exchange for 30% of the prize money. Sponge and Michael talk it over on the archery range and decide they don't need the girl's help. Before the next question comes up, Dr. Khan gives a brief tribute to Kim, the best female counselor of the week. This is Dr. Khan. Congratulations are in order to Kim who's been voted Best Female Counselor of the Week. Who can forget all the good times just sitting by the lake and talking with Kim? Everybody always has a good time. And of course, who can forget the time Kim led everyone on a nature hike and pointed out some really neat bugs and showed how they squirted out eggs. Ooh. Remember the time Kim led everyone on a nature hike right through the hornet's nest? Well, congratulations, Kim. If you can hear this in the clinic, I hope the swelling has gone down. Uh, you... um, Is that this... an ongoing joke no. in the show? No, no. it's not. No. Okay. <laughs> it was very strange, I thought. Yeah, I liked it. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I like when, usually Dr. Khan, like, a quick segue during the episode sometime. But they don't show him ever. Never no. show him, and usually it's like one sentence. But this was like a minute and a half of just yeah. random Kim story who we yeah. don't know. I thought it was funny. Because <laughs> they never, Kim's not a character on the show. No. no. Except for Except in for this. That? Yeah. 
it seemed, weird. It seemed like maybe they came up like two minutes short Probably. in the edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like, all right, we got to use some B-roll here. Yeah. Just talk over it. Yeah. Uh, um, well, just a couple things Lorelai said here. Uh, she says, Dina is already using the phone at camp. She's talking to her friend about this absolutely gorgeous boy she somehow met while uh, somehow at the camp confines. The mystery boy even has the early 90s approved four Ps. And I want to I want to get your thoughts here, Jocelyn. <laughs> he has a ponytail, pierced ears, personality, and a Porsche. <laughs> she says, ew to the first two, but I wouldn't say no to the others. <laughs> what do you think, Jocelyn? Ponytail, pierced ears, personality, Porsche. I, well, how old are they that he has a Porsche? <laughs> uh, Why am I grandma? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're probably nearing that age. You think? 13, well, no. 13, 14, 15. So he's a creep. Okay. Yeah. So he, he only has to be 16. Still, she's 13. He's 16. Yeah, not um, The pony... I mean, they're all good, I guess. <laughs> Maybe not the pierced ears. Oh, okay. Right. The Porsche I don't really care about. You like that ponytail, though. I do, I do like a long-haired fella. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, they're all right. She was my favorite character in the whole episode. Dina? Yeah. You could relate to her. I like months. when, yes, I thought she was real sassy and I liked that. Okay. A little bit, bit, but I liked it. I yeah, liked yeah. her. I believe our often, our uh, guest that we have on often, Chris, is a big Dina fan as well. You're familiar with him. I, I am familiar with him. <laughs> she looked like a young Mila Kunis to me. Mm. I think he picked her way back, like episode four? Yeah, as like really a, really. his girlfriend. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I forget what we were doing. It was like best friend, girlfriend. Yeah, well, just like a family. interesting. Maybe that's why him and I are friends. <laughs> we have the same taste in... <laughs> Fictional young, women. Young girls. <laughs> How about of the boys? Which salute your shorts, boys? Got Budnick, Donkey Lips, Sponge, no, Michael. I mean not Donkey Lips. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of mean, not Donkey Lips. <laughs> because I th- he seems like an idiot. Wow, this is, this is really perfect because there's an episode where Dina has to go to the dance with him. And she's really, she's acting just like this about it. <laughs> he just seems, I think maybe Budnick. Wow, Budnick? Yeah, he's oh a little, my... he's an entrepreneur. He is an inventor. Jeez. He can be, he's Never mean, thought I'd... but he can also be nice, I think. I think he's got a soft, a soft You think you could bring out the soft side? I think I could. Mm. And he's got Boy. that long hair. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear it. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear it. I mean, the, it's slim pickings on that show. Let's say. Michael yeah. seems like the easy choice. Yeah, yeah like the normal kid. Like the yeah, most... just, just like just a regular Joe. Yeah, yeah. I like a little... Well, well, you need something extra. Well, Lorelai says, because he leaves in the second season, she says, Michael, please don't ever go to Switzerland and leave us with effing Pinsky for the rest of the series. Is Pinsky a character? <laughs> He's uh, who takes over in the second season. He actually goes on to be the guitarist for Rilo Kiley. Right. Yeah, Blake's on it. Is that the kid from um, Boy Meets World? Yeah. Yes. Uh, jo- Joey the Rat? No. Oh, Joey the... Oh, okay. Uh, he's jo- one of the bullies. Uh, maybe not right. that one, you but uh, yeah, he's one of the bullies. Thank 
interesting. Yeah. I know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Back at the boys' bunk, as they wait for Giant Jim to ask the next question, Ugg shows up with his face dyed blue. <laughs> it turns out Budnick's special aftershave had a special side effect. And as punishment, Ugg grounds the entire bunk until he can get the blue off his face. Hey, blue's a good color on you. The smurf look is in. What was in that junk? Mouthwash, cologne for magazine ads. What else? Blue tie-dye. <laughs> tie-dye? Oh, you all think this is so funny. Well, guess what? I'm grounding all of you in the bunk until I get this off my face. But hey, that's not fair. I don't have to be fair. I'm a counselor. Ha! Now we'll see who has the last laugh. Now, not only can't they get to the lodge to use the phone, but the batteries and the radio suddenly die. Luckily, Budnick has fresh ones in his trunk, but he wants 20% of the prize money in return. Michael, Michael agrees to it, and when they get the batteries replaced, Big Jim has already asked the second question. Mm -hmm. What's George Michael's real name? Just as uh, Dina just had offered up. Just the way. how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are all real quick to offer up percentages of money, and I feel like, did you did you guys talk like that when you were a kid? No, I was also thinking about that. It took me a long time to think about percentages. Yeah, like, I don't think I'd ever really give me 30% of $1,000. Yeah, that's a lot Over of money. Advanced. And really by the time, because they had offered 30 to the girls, yeah. 20 to Budnick, yeah. and 10 to Michael, I mean... Pin, uh, sponge would only have 40%. Yeah, true. I mean, 400 bucks is not nothing. Yeah, and he needed their <laughs> help, I think. What is he going to spend it yeah, on? Yeah, I though? guess so. <laughs> you don't think he should have money if he doesn't he's have too, a... He's too young. <laughs> he's too young for that much money. Probably on some other camp. Uh, Maybe batteries. I think, yeah, I think they have like, like camp. Learning like, they camp. have a camp shop, I think. Yeah. They, As Lorelai pointed out, they seemingly don't do anything at camp. <laughs> She was very excited that there was one scene uh, in the episode where they're doing archery. She's like, finally, yeah. activity. <laughs> <laughs> She's I not thought, wrong. I thought that archery scene was weird, though. It was like shoehorned in there. Just to have them it doing something. It almost seems like, like that whole thing of like, well, we're at a camp. Yeah. I guess they can't just <laughs> yeah. be in their bunk the whole time. Out of options, Michael and Sponge run to the girls' bunk in the dark and accept their offer of 30% of the prize money in, in exchange for the answer. Uh, get, can you guys pronounce this George Michael's real name here? No, he's Greek, right? Is it George, Giorgio? Or is it Geor Giorgio's? Pe I don't know. They were saying like Panio 2. Panio 2, yeah. Okay, I don't know. Giorgio Maybe. Panio 2. <clears throat> Very confusing as a kid, that yeah. whole pronunciation thing. I didn't know what they were talking about. It's confusing as an adult. So. Are you a George Michael fan? No. no. Okay. I just think I think of George Michael from Arrested Development. Oh. Which I am George a fan Michael. of. It's a generational thing. <laughs> Pre-2000 is George Michael the musician. What? George Michael was in Wham? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, no. But, okay. <laughs> That's all I got. Good. When they get back to the lodge to make the call, Ugg is on the phone with his girlfriend. <laughs> Michael and Sponge call the girls for help on the walkie-talkie, and the girls start screaming from their bunk, causing Ugg to drop the phone and run to see what's wrong. Michael drops one of the coins for the phone inside a grate. 
but they managed to get it out and get the cult through just in time. By doing? Um, <laughs> to get the coin back, yeah. you mean? Uh, they put, like, gum on a, the end of a stick. That wouldn't work, and that's all I kept thinking about, is that that wouldn't work. It's also disgusting. Gum is not sticky oh, enough yeah. to It was an already chewed piece of gum on the phone. Yeah, it was pretty sickening. As Lorelai <laughs> says, what's a little hepatitis compared to a hundred smackers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where did Ugg meet his girlfriend? Does she come up? Uh, well, she. Ooh, she. Well, there's girl- multiple girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. Ugg has multiple. What, what's girlfriends. your theory? I was just gonna say she's meant. This one, I think, is mentioned in another episode. Like we don't see her ever. Yeah. But she seems like not great to him. Yeah. You know? uh, Laura in love with her. Lorelai says, I guess his girlfriend wasn't too happy about getting hung up on. I wonder if it's Rachel from the Ugg Gets Dumped episode. Mm. And the fact that I'm even wondering this means I seriously need to find a nanny to block YouTube for at least a month. (laughs) 15 seconds. Come on, connect, connect. Giant Jim here. George Michael's real name is Giorgio's Panio 2. Spongy, you're one answer away from the big prize. That means you got to stay up all night because I can ask the next question anytime. It's his girlfriend again. Leave it. The answer they got from the girls was right, but Big Jim reminds them that he might ask the next question at any time during throughout the night. By the next morning, Big Jim still hasn't asked the question, and Sponge is starting to pass out. But the others wake him by sticking one of Donkey Lips's dirty socks on his face. <laughs> and they start drilling him with all the trivia they can. Okay, what do you know about sports? I know I don't like them. Too bad. This is Hank Aaron. He hit the most home runs. And here's James Worthy. He's the best basketball player alive. <laughs> See, now that's Metallica. Right? Okay, now here we go. Ah, yeah! And that's Aerosmith. There's Corey Feldman, Corey Parker, and Corey Haim. Oh, and then there's Corky Nemec. Oh, he's so quirky! There's the Skipper, Gilligan, Marianne, and the Professor. That'd be you. I'm gonna teach you the armpit part. Giant Jim's not gonna ask this. You never know. Uh, I, this okay. uh, montage segment, I like it. I like it. I like the way it's framed, but it goes on a bit long. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. It is. I do like it though. It's kind of funny. Uh, Budnick especially. Yeah. Does yeah. Big Jim just broadcast for 24 hours? See, you know, it, well, because well, he like there was. Four. Right, they were so then... excited when he started, and it's like, okay, does he go off? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean... I didn't like the sound of his voice, to be real honest with you. He was very aggressive. He sounded he rude. Really, he taunted Sponge. I did yeah. not like when he called him Spongy. <laughs> My uh, absorbent little friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. It, what about when Don Hulip said he performed a show naked? Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Well, uh, I thought Sponge's, reaction. Yeah, Sponge's yeah. observation of how do you know. Definitely is a genius. But also, like, it wouldn't be fun to listen to Giant Jim. If you were anybody but Sponge, like, this would be boring to listen to? Uh, what do you mean? 
Well, they all are getting a piece of the pie. Well, no, 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 but like the actual show. Like, imagine you live in whatever county. Oh, yes, oh. yes. Yeah. Like, this wouldn't. It's it's just giant. No 10 hours of giant. <laughs> no one's invested in it. <laughs> yeah. After cramming all morning, Sponge still wants to quit, and he confides in Michael that he's afraid of failing and not being seen as the smart kid at camp, because then he'll be nothing. That's his fear. <laughs> that's sad. I know it is sad, but that's, I feel like that's a nice, good... Why doesn't he go to, like, nice, space camp good... <laughs> You didn't uh, use the actual phrasing. No, I didn't. We well, gotta say how Sponge said it. I don't say it. Give it to us. He says... He's pissed off. Oh, oh I, yeah, yeah. I was shocked yeah. by that. Me too. By him saying pissed off. Very little on these 90s Nick shows like surprises me, but when he said pissed off, I'm like, Nick approved that? It's not this stupid contest. I'm pissed off because I'm not as smart as I thought I was. <laughs> the 90s was a wild time. <laughs> I mean, it's not insane. Like, it is weird that they didn't approve it, but, or I mean that they did let that go, but it's not that crazy. Like, I feel like that kind of language should be allowed. Like, should be, but it's, Imagine you know, Nickelodeon they hear it in the real world. It. Yeah, not going to happen. There's a, there's a couple things in this episode that would never happen now. Okay. Actually, I thought I heard it wrong the first time and I rewound it. Yeah. Because I... <laughs> and Sponge is the last character that I, which kind of makes it even better that like he, like he has this angry moment. Yeah. But uh, he's the last guy I thought would just be dropping these P words. That did make it powerful. It's like Sponge saying he, he's things. breaking. Yeah. yeah. He did say, he said it like very angrily. I'm pissed off because oh, sad for him. Finally, Big Jim asks the last question. What color is a giraffe's tongue? Ah this is it, Spongy. For one thousand dollars, the big question. Give me your best shot, giant Jim Jerkaroonie. For all the cash, the pride of your camp, and all of your self-dignity, what color is a giraffe's tongue? A giraffe's tongue is... Is what? Red! A giraffe's tongue is red! Red! Yeah! 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 Whoa, whoa, but it could be black. What do you mean, black? Black? Well, like a child dog or a snake, they have black tongues. It could be a trick question. Sponge Classic. <laughs> like, for the rest of my life, I've never forgotten yeah, this question. It's just like, um, it, like you said, uh, learning pituitary from Slinger yeah. Shorts. You learned the draft time? The draft trivia question always stuck with me. Like, wow, what a great trivia question. Yeah. It's like super, um, what do you call it? Like, creates a picture in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you know the answer? I did know the answer, oh. but only be, giraffes were my mom's favorite animal. Oh, and interesting. I don't know. It's come up in my life, I guess. <laughs> it's come up a time or two. Uh, Sponge narrows the answer down to two possibilities, but he doesn't know for sure. Just as it looks like he's going to get it wrong, Ugg crashes into the bunk, claiming to know the answer. I know the answer. What answer? When I was going to state you, our team mascot was a giraffe. A big yellow giraffe. And every time he came out, he'd scream, Go, giraffes! And I remember sitting in the stands, and I could see his tongue. A big black tongue. A giraffe's tongue is black. What do you think it is, Sponge? I think it's time to trust Doug. Oh, I definitely know this kid's a moron. Hey, 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 hey. I may be blue, but I know a giraffe's tongue is black. If Doug says they're black, they're black. Black! 
Sounds so sure. It's black. All my friends say so. You really want to rely on your friends? Well, it's a good thing you did because you're correct for one thousand dollars. Soon, Ugg comes on the line and says he'll be confiscating the money for turning him blue. This is Kevin Lee, and I'm taking the money because they made me blue. You just won a thousand dollars. How can you be sad? No, not sad, blue. Blue, blue. Toilet bowl blue. A very quick and abrupt ending. Yeah. But I, I was okay with it. Yeah. This is a little fast. Closure. I mean, I, it, it's good. tied up. <laughs> I liked uh, getting the last laugh. Is yeah. he allowed to do that, though? Yeah. Big Jim seemed okay counselor. with it. Is he allowed to ground them? Um, yes. Uh, they're they're not supposed to be on the phone at all. That's why they're always sneaking. Oh, they're not. So okay. they're, And the girls were not supposed to be in that boy's bunk. Is there a girl count? Well, Kim, I guess. The girl yeah. counselor. Yeah, Kim is a girl counselor. <laughs> As we found out, and never it comes back up. Because um, they've addressed that issue, they don't need to talk about it again. Yeah. Interesting that is, uh, the mascot was anatomically correct. Yeah. Interesting. I know that was strange. I always imagined it as a kid as a real giraffe for some reason, <laughs> and just thought like they had a real giraffe as wow. their, for their mascot. Oh, that'd be they, cooler. They my my mind doesn't allow for anything else. Like huh. I can't imagine a man in a giraffe suit. Oh, that's all I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking a real giraffe. A mascot. I hear the word mascot. I'm not thinking a giraffe yeah. walking well, in the field. You're a smart person. <laughs> <laughs> but the way he like talks about the tongue coming out, like something's just, it's just uh, <laughs> makes me imagine a real giraffe tongue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me I, too. I thought I thought the ending was um seemed tasty. Okay. Alright. <laughs> uh, what about did you how'd you feel about the just boombox shot? Like no. yeah. No. I was okay it, with There was it. a uh, there was a lot of um what do you call it, ADR? Like a lot of like voiceover in this episode. Yeah. Uh, reliant on someone either on the radio or con or on the phone. Yeah. That's There's true. a lot of that. I was okay with it. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, should we talk about some of the other stuff? Sure. Hi. This is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Um, I took a look at Sponge Harris, of course. Uh, he, We already know he was played by Trevor Eister, but he's also been in Married with Children, Get a Life, and Bones more recently. Bones, eh? Yeah. <laughs> You're familiar with that? What is Bones? Uh, that, uh, you know, the guy who played Angel? He's oh, like, yes. He's like a... Women of a certain age very much like him. Oh, okay. Like is... my, my mom. <laughs> other moms, perhaps. <laughs> I took a look at uh, the director of this episode, Brian Spicer. Oh, good. And... <laughs> And actually, he's no joke. Uh, he's like a very legitimate television director with one movie, which you'll know under his belt. Uh, he directed two episodes of one of my favorite TV shows, Erie, Indiana. Mm. Ready yeah. to start that Erie, Indiana podcast whenever you are. <laughs> that would be interesting, because uh, I don't remember anything oh, about it almost. So good. I've never even heard of it. It's on Prime. Do you have Prime? I, I do have Prime. Erie, Indiana. All right. Is it You're scary? Not watch it, it sounds scary. <laughs> uh, no, it's like more 
supposed to be. It's like X Files for kids. It's like kind of. I've bizarre. never seen X Files. Okay. Or are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> you just gave me such a look. <laughs> you know, things happen. Uh. <laughs> it's too scary. Okay, I got you. I got you. You don't. X Files. There's some uh, very heartwarming episodes. I just I find alien stuff to be too scary. Watch uh watch Humbug. Is that an episode or a show? Yeah, it's an episode of X Files. What are the two? Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Okay, no thanks. Yeah, I think you'd be able to handle it at this point in your life. You'd think that, but <laughs> it might not be true. I can't watch Jurassic Park until too scary. Wow. Okay. <laughs> A You've never seen Jurassic Park? I've never once in my life had a nightmare that didn't involve dinosaurs. Wow. Even if they're not the main event, they're there and they <laughs> freak me out too much. They're extinct. I know. So even when you're worrying about like presenting in class naked, there's like a well, I'm in my dinosaur is the teacher. Like I'm sitting at the dirty, desk. So I don't really worry about that. <laughs> no, like they'll like walk by. Like if, I, if someone's chasing me in a dream, there's a dinosaur right there. <laughs> Wow, just always lingering. My just whole there. life, yeah. The dinosaur's not chasing you anymore. You though. should get a dinosaur tattoo to overcome it. Just like it's <laughs> always there, you've conquered it. I went to college with a girl who didn't believe in dinosaurs. I've heard so of this. Fortunate. And like she said, like I've seen the fossils, I've seen the science, I just don't believe it happened. Which do you think the fossils are? Like made by, all man-made. Okay. <laughs> I guess. She was weird. <laughs> Alright, so two episodes of Erie, Indiana. He directed six episodes of Sequest 2032. Mm-hmm. He directed the movie Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh. Classic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> he directed um, an episode of X-Files uh, oh. called Three, Three of a Kind, which oh. is uh, one of the major Lone Gunman's uh, episodes. Uh. And then he would go on to direct six episodes of Lone Gunman. Um, And then he directed all those sort of like CSI, Cold Case, um, Prison Break, Burn Notice. Uh, He directed two episodes, or one episode of Bones, but I Hmm. researched it. Not the same episode that Trevor Eister was in. Uh, He got him the part. Yeah, that would have been cool, but I don't think that's... Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he did. Uh, 13 episodes of Castle, one episodes of Heroes, and then one episode of Man in the High Castle, and then he currently is working on Hawaii Five O. He's directed 35 episodes of Hawaii Five O and four episodes of Magnum PI, which he's also a producer on. Um, so he's very active. I mean, he's still working. And uh, I got a little quote here from him from uh, Clickstein from Slime. He says they wanted young hip directors that were. Uh, bringing a style, a vision to Salute Your Shorts. It was nice. A lot of shows don't want that. They want you to stick to their format. This show didn't have a format. They just wanted the filmmakers to create something new. I think it paid off. Yeah. Uh, Having him. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Good job. Uh, as I was as I was looking uh, at the IMDB here, I was double checking um, Bones. <laughs> As you do. We come. We came across a uh, Trevor Eister quote, and uh, I want to just get your gut reaction here. <laughs> All right. So like, this is according to IMDb. He says, "I was one of the, f- I was one of the first of what was to become that lovable archetype. Before Steve Urkel and Harry Potter, there was Sponge." <laughs> <laughs> That's so bold. 
What do you think? <laughs> I'm not sure Harry Potter really fits the mold. I was mold, gonna say, would you but... put Steve Ar- Steve Urkel and Harry Potter <laughs> in the same sentence? <laughs> no, I would. I would put like uh, Screech and yeah. Steve yeah. Urkel in the same sentence. Uh, Harry Potter is like he's nerdy. He wears glasses. Most famous character on earth. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. He's, I think he's maybe a little diluted. Um, no. Yeah, and I don't think Sponge had that kind of reach. I think he's maybe overestimating uh, the importance of Sponge. I think if you say salute your shorts, people think donkey lips yes. or Ugg. Or Budnick, maybe. But the, the heartthrob of the show. <laughs> well, I think Sponge. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, I mean, first person. Amongst the others. Sure, but first yeah. person you think of when you say salute your shorts. Hmm. Budnick, I guess. Okay. What's his first name? Robert? Bobby, yeah. yeah. Bobby. Robert Bo- Bobby Budnick. Budnick. Robert Bobby Budnick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I would think Donkey Lips, but uh, hmm. maybe Sponge is like fourth. <laughs> Where's Harry Potter? Just like Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> when I think Harry Potter, it's like Hermione, <laughs> Ron, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Hagrid. Hag- sure. sure. <laughs> Some other Harry Potter people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that uh, how about trivia nature? Yeah. Uh, a couple things here. Um, the DJ can also be heard in the episode Dina and the Rockstar. Oh, cool. Does Dina fall in love with a rock star? Um, no. I can't even remember what happened in this episode specifically. I'll have to watch it. She's my you girl. Will. Um, and also, I looked it up and I could not find evidence of any college ever having a giraffe as a mascot. That's a silly mascot. Yeah, but I thought maybe. I think it's kind of cool. Like the fighting giraffe. I mean, it's cool. Hmm. It'd be tough to make a good mascot (laughs) uniform, maybe. That's the problem. (laughs) Uh, Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, one trivia I found that uh, I don't think is accurate, but it made me laugh, uh, is Budnick is trying to teach Sponge some guitar riffs uh, in the montage, in case Giant Jim asks about it. Budnick allegedly plays guitar riffs from um, three bands, uh, Metallica, Aerosmith, and Whitesnake. Uh, but the trivia here says um, the riff was actually actually from a song by Night Ranger called Night Machine. Huh. And I went and listened to the song, and... Uh, Nope. <laughs> like, I just love whoever did this trivia must love Night Ranger. <laughs> and they're like... And salute your shorts. They're like, yeah, definitely uh, A to G is... <laughs> the only song A to G is Night Ranger. Uh, anyway. Very good. <laughs> um, uh, one other one. Uh, this episode features Sponge saying, I'm pissed off because I'm not as smart as I thought I was. This marks the first and possibly only time a comic close to that type of word was used in a Nickelodeon show. Um, and also they say at the beginning of the episode, Budnick is thumbing through an issue of an adult magazine. Did you happen to catch the title? Oh yeah. Playpen. Playpen. With like a very scandalous looking woman yeah. on the cover. Another yeah, thing yeah, that just it. absolutely... <laughs> that's more insane than the That pissed. is. Because that's like right when, when Ugg walks in, he like closes it yeah. and like hides it. Is that something that if you were going to camp, you would bring with you? Me? Just, I mean, I'm not a boy. Like, well, I could see a boy having that. Yeah. Like, you know, at camp. It's a good camp prop. I think. It is. Really? Yeah. Boys are gross. <laughs> Playpen? Well, where do you get Is that a real magazine? I think it's real. Oh, it yeah. sounds real. 
Where'd he get it? His dad? Uh, he's got his ways. Where'd he get all that? that contraband. Yeah, where did he get all that contraband? Yeah, I bet he's a wheelie. He wheels and deals. Yeah, for sure. I bet he's got a lot of secret handshakes with people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, straight observation? Oh, I got a ton of them. Oh, uh, did you catch Bud Nick's trunk decals? What they all were? The ones that you could see. Mm, not like the... I caught the posters. I don't think I caught the trunk decals. Uh, they included the Rising Sun flag, a uh, sticker that said Brain Dead, a peace oh, symbol, yeah. Is This the Life or What yeah. sticker, <laughs> and something that said Homework, and I couldn't read the rest. Um... How many Camp Anawana shirts appear in this episode? Oh boy. I almost looked for that and I just didn't feel like going back. Uh, I'm going to say, like, how many different colors of, or like, how many times does somebody different have a camp? Different, yeah, how many times does a different character? Uh, I'm going to say five. Ooh, uh, seven. Six. We have, uh... <laughs> Meet in the middle. We have two teal... One yellow, one white, one pink, and one green. Mm -hmm. Where is this show set? Well, they filmed it in California. Uh, and I guess... I don't know. My, I don't know. I, I think really... they went to great lengths in this episode to keep from giving you a clue oh, about really? where it was. Just in the woods. Any town USA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favorite place to go. <laughs> Um, besides the cologne and batteries, did you catch all the other stuff in Budnick's trunk? There's the eight ball. There's that, like, bike horn. Yep. Um, no. Uh, we already mentioned the ties. Oh, yeah. And there's a mouse trap, sunglasses, <laughs> ping pong balls, a fake skull, and a water pistol. We think a fake skull. Well, <laughs> it looked pretty fake. It's pretty small. Why did he put blue tie-dye in the cologne? Just for this type of occasion. Oh, you think it was always meant to be a prank? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh you do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I just thought that. I just thought Ugg used too much. Oh. Yeah, like he was just like a little kid. Uh, I mean, it could be. But well, I, I, I guess I just thought out. he was going to prank the next person that came up for that cologne was like, <laughs> getting pranked. Okay. <laughs> blue tie-dye. Um... Let's see. Did you catch any of the slang giant Jim uses when referring to money? <sighs> no. <laughs> he calls it smackaroonies, dough, and clamolas. I okay. do remember clamolas because I thought I want to start calling money clams. <laughs> I don't think I can pull it off, though. Um, did you catch the name of Budnick's cologne? Or, I mean, the aftertaste? Oh, no. Oh, de Budnick. Oh, de Budnick. You guys should both get that. We should just rename this podcast Oh, de Budnick. I'm going to start my own competing podcast. Perfect. I'd love that. Uh, whose gum is it that is on the payphone that they... Uh... Oh, man. Dina's. It's Dina's, yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah, when she's on the phone real fast, she takes I it didn't out and sticks it on the side. Great touch. Interesting, her, yeah. Her and I are, you know... That's that Brian play. Spicer directing, uh, you know, leaving <laughs> leaving touch. cookie crumbs for later. In his episode of Bones, he does it. Quite <laughs> it all pays off. <laughs> um, did you catch what Sponge is working on, like his homework? Was that the beginning? Math? Well, he says what it is. Yeah. Geometry, male okay. male and geometry course. <laughs> I thought that's weird. But what about specifically oh, this time? I, I saw Felice triangles. Yeah, you got it. 
Good job. Well, thank you. you know. <laughs> I, know, I know my geometry. When uh, Sponge and Michael originally call, what number callers are they? Ten. They're number ten. Um, Giant Jim's last name? Ooh. Budnick. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Ginsburg. Huh. Giant Jim Ginsburg. <laughs> uh, how much money would Dina run for? A million dollars. Yeah. That was my favorite line in the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Run uh-huh. for a million. <laughs> for a thousand, I'll walk, walk a little faster. faster. <laughs> I thought that's something I would say. <laughs> um, the second time, like later at the bunk, Sponge is studying something else. Did you catch what it is? Uh, it's in Latin. Uh... No, but I don't remember what it is. Michael says what it is, and I thought yeah. that was weird. Oh. But I don't remember what it was. Fundamental molecular trigonometry. It's, ah. Why is it in Latin? Just to make it harder. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but... <laughs> I mean, it being math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> math and Latin. Yeah. What, uh, what bunk are the girls in? Six. Well then. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sponge considers these things stupid trivia. There's a list of them. Uh, Something with tennis and women. That is one of them. Uh, In excess, Madonna. What was the first woman to win at Wimbledon? Um, Madonna's first single. Who were all the guys in In Excess? Madonna's first single. What does Johnny Depp have tattooed on his arm? Yeah, why not forever? Then change to Wino forever. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are Telly's three favorite words? Oh, told you so. Told you so. <laughs> <laughs> A little telly back. <laughs> uh, Michael's examples of guy questions include these. How tall the Empire State Building is. Oh, yeah. 102 stories. How fast an ostrich can run? Yeah. Fast. That's it. <laughs> Very fast. Uh, not a question, but I was just counting throughout the episode how many extras I could count, and I'm sure a lot of them repeat. But there was a lot of extras in this oh. episode between the cafeteria, outside transitions, the weird Kim segment. Uh, there's <laughs> there's about 50 extras in this episode. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good. It yeah, helps. It really awesome. helps uh, make like camp. fill it in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It does. And um, one counselor for them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Kim, the other counselor. Uh, did you catch what she was held, uh, lied up in the clinic with? Sung by bees. Hornets. Yeah, it's hornets. Well, I really remember them. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, does, uh, who does Telly say the best basketball player in the world is? I couldn't believe her yeah, answer, which is I don't, why. I, <laughs> I don't remember it. James Worthy. I've never even heard of that person. <laughs> In 1991? Um, did you catch what Budnick's aftershave is made of? Blue tie-dye. Uh, That's blue, one of the blue tie-dye, mouthwash, and cologne from a magazine ad. Yeah. Uh, did you catch the battery size? 20. Oh, <laughs> it goes uh, into the no. boombox. Double A. I didn't. Oh, D. Nope. It's Triple A. Oh. It's, I don't know. C. C battery. I don't know that I've ever seen a C battery. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you catch Michael's code name for Ugg on the walkie-talkie? No. <laughs> Blue boy. Blue boy. <laughs> Blue boy. Uh, 
and finally, J Big Jim suggests that Sponge is playing for these three things. These three things are like on the line with his question. Oh, his up uh, his his self worth or something like that. There's pride or close the respect of his friends. <laughs> I don't know. All the cash, the pride of the camp, and all of his self dignity. Yeah, yeah. that okay. is a lot. <laughs> yeah, Giant Jim. There was a lot on the line. He's a real dude. He doesn't. He hasn't read that quote that you've read us. <laughs> he doesn't know this is the precursor to <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> He's dealing with. <laughs> Bet he feels like a fool now. <laughs> Uh, Giant Jim probably has his own podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Giant Jim Tri Trivia turn. night. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this episode on IMDb has an 8.5 out of 10. On TV.com, a 9.5 out of 10. Wow. Uh, so out of five Kreb stars, what did you give the radio calling contest? I gave this one a rare 4.75 wow. out of five. That's okay. rare. Uh, what do you think your average rating of shows is? Uh, well, we, well, I usually don't get into the points unless it's like really pushing it for me. Uh, um, we'll do half decimals, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the point two fives. What took the Almost point never. two five away from you? Um, <laughs> what could they have done to get it? It wasn't quite five? as good as like a perfect Pete and Pete episode, but it was. So Pete and Pete. It was like pretty close. Top. It was like, yeah, it didn't quite have that like full magic of that, yeah. but it, it was very good. It was some magic. It had great pacing, which is, like, a big thing for me in these shows. Yep. So, I loved it. Oh, it's okay. also stuck with me all these years. Like, a mm. lot of things about this episode. Very memorable. Yeah. I think I would say a four. Mm. Mostly because of Dina. But also, watching it made me feel a little bit old. Because I felt bad for Ugg a lot. And I remember when I was a kid, I did not feel that way. Like, I felt bad that his face was blue. Finally. They do, <laughs> you're giving Ugg some sympathy. They do. The show does a good job, though, of, like, not totally letting Ugg off the hook. Like, he's a jerk a lot of times to them. Well, he grounds yeah. them and steals well, $1,000 a... from them. Yeah. 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 I guess he gets the last laugh. I guess so. I, I also gave it a four. Um, I think it's a very memorable episode. I thought, like, it had lols. It had some lols. Um, hmm. Not LOL. I had some. Uh, uh, <laughs> did it? Yeah, I, I mean, thought give that... me one. Besides, I mean, you don't like the Kim thing, I know. But <laughs> Kim besides thing, that... The montage... I just, like, when he's oh, getting sleepy okay. toward... The sleepy thing at the end was, like, uh, not interesting or fun to me. Okay. Um, and it ultimately didn't play any a part in the episode. Yeah. Um, uh, it, but great. Sure, sure. I mean, very very memorable. Just not a perfect episode to me, um, but I love being at Camp Anawana. I yeah, it, it is agreed. like I did not want to do. I don't know if I didn't want to do Camp or not as a kid. I didn't think about it, but this show would probably like make me kind of wanna do it. Kind of wanna. wanna, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, do you want to name the episode? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> not real happy with this but uh it's not a very good name the radio calling contest it's it's descriptive it's, it's descriptive <laughs> but it's not a great episode name no okay. but it, it okay we'll see uh i finally went with the sponge who knew too much <laughs> that's funny yeah, that's good thanks <laughs> i was trying to like really incorporate uh sp um uggs blueness in there though uh -huh. and i just couldn't figure out a way to combine them uh. 
and I hope you guys did. I, while I had two titles, of, I was going back and uh. forth. One does, one doesn't. Uh. I don't know. I just keep thinking, does Big Jim ever get a break? And I think that that, that would be my title. Okay. Does what? Does Big Jim ever, or Giant Jim ever get <laughs> a break? That's the title? Does Giant Jim ever get a break? <laughs> Love it. Blue Boys Day Out. Oh, I like that too. Which one is it? Oh, I don't know. I think Blue Boys Day Out is pretty good. <laughs> um, I th- I'm going to go with the boring one. I'm going to go boring. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to go okay. with the thousand dollar question. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. The other one, the other one I had was black and blue. Uh, both important colors in the episode. (laughs) Um, yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) I think it's about time we give uh, our buddy Brett Wilson a call. First time we're talking to him. Um, and he, I think he's a salute your shorts fan, but, uh, we'll find out from the man himself, the great artist. You ready, Jocelyn? I as ready as it can be. Cool. Let's call that. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Great. Great to hear from you. We're glad you could yeah, join definitely. us here finally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're also joined here by a first time BOC guest, Jocelyn. You want to say hi, Jocelyn? Hello. Hi, Jocelyn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. A little <laughs> hot here, but aside from that, pretty good. Uh, so wh- where Where are you about? Uh, currently in Connecticut, actually. So we're uh, in the same time zone. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, uh, I used to be in California, but I, I moved after a while. So gotcha. things interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we've been talking radio calling contest. <laughs> um, are you... Wh- Take us back. Uh, are you, are you, were you a Salute Your Shorts fan? Oh yeah. Ever since the very beginning, like Salute Your Shorts, Pete and Pete, Are You Fit in the Dark, all those were like my top live action shows that I stay home to watch for whenever. Uh, Actually um, made me really excited about going to camp when I was a kid too. Did you go to camp? Yeah, I did actually. Um, Boy Scout camp uh, for a few years. Oh, okay. So that got me into it. Did uh, did you share any um, common experiences with Salute Your Shorts? Um, it's funny you mention that because I actually feel like out of all the characters on the show, I felt most like Sponge. Oh, um, wow. You know, the kid who just want to soak up all the trivia so that you know <laughs> people would pay attention to him. And, uh, you know, when people ever wanted advice or some random fact, they'd always come to me. So that's how I made friends that way growing up. Got cool. So is the first per- when you think of salute your shorts, who who in your head is the first person that comes to mind? Sponge. Definitely. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Perfect. We were just arguing about this, but nailed it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean I wear glasses too, so I think it was meant to be. Bowl cut? No. Well, uh, when I was in the nineties it was cool, so I wore it then, but not now. <laughs> Uh, and then, so, um, this episode in particular, uh, do you like it? Not like it? Where, where, where do you kind of come down on the radio calling contest? Oh, I enjoy it pretty much, actually. It's, I feel like it's one of the more entertaining ones, especially with repeat views. Um, I would say, like, 
you know, if, if we're going with the Krebs star rating, like a four, 4.5 out of five, just because I enjoy all the antics everyone goes through to uh, help sponge win the thousand dollar cash prize. Yeah. Nice. And oh, how do you feel about that ending where Ugg just uh, comes in and <laughs> takes it? Oh, I was pissed. I mean, <laughs> it was Bobby Budnick's fault that, Bobby you know, Budnick. his face was toilet bowl blue, as he would say. But, you know, I feel like at least once you get a good cut of that for being open to all this. I appreciate yeah. that you use uh, Budnick's full name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard not to think of him as not Bobby Budnick. <laughs> um, do you- do you have a favorite like salute your shorts episode or? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. There's quite a few. I mean, obviously Zeke the plumber ranks up there yeah. just because of it's out of left field and so memorable. But um, I actually like when Sponge goes to the movies because I thought it was pretty cute that he's actually going that's on great. dates and you know getting stuck in the telephone booth with that girl that he met online. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's cool just to see them out of the camp. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, did you happen to give the uh, episode an alternative name? Uh, I did have one in mind, actually. Okay. Uh, let me come up with that real quick. Uh, don't feel so, in parentheses, toilet bowl blue. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I love the parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> A lot of thought into it. Yeah. Um, Andrew was saying he was really trying to work in the blue. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> That's a great name. I think this might be the best of our names. Not to put you guys down. Oh, wow, but... thanks. Mine wasn't that great, so. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? I'm the artist. I, I'm all day. I all the time to come up with stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so on that note, so we mentioned before we called you that, you know, you'd been doing the amazing artwork uh, for a lot of the, our shows in the last few months. Yeah. Um, and we yeah, know that fun. you're also working on, uh, you have been working on an Are You Afraid of the Dark book, and uh, you're selling a lot of kind of your own original artwork for Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, do you want to talk about that mm-hmm. at all, like where people can find you and kind of what you're up to? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to. Um, so for the past two years, I've been working on um, my book, Scary Tales, The Ultimate Unofficial Guide to Are You Afraid of the Dark. And really that idea just hit me out of the blue one dark day in October when I was struggling with creative block. And I'm like, hmm, what the heck do I draw? And then all of a sudden I started remembering like these fond memories of telling um, campfire tales at camp again. Um, So I started like doing a Google search online for um, for Are You Afraid of the Dark Art? And I was really disappointed that I could hardly find any at all. And then this one guy who actually became really good friends with uh cole roberts on his life with cole instagram page he did like a 30 day villain challenge for inktober and i thought his stuff was really cool but at the same time some of his designs bothered me and like hmm i think i could do a better job than that so i took the challenge upon myself and just say hey let's let's just see where it goes and i'll draw all 91 episodes and i just kept going and going and going every single day i post one on facebook and you know, people loved it so much that I didn't want to be done with it after I did my little personal three month challenge. So I'm like, hmm, why don't we make a book out of this? I mean, Twilight Zone has their own like encyclopedia compendium type book thing. Why not Are You Afraid of the Dark? And so I just started going deeper into that rabbit hole and doing a lot of research. And it's actually gotten me into meeting a lot of cool people from both the cast and crew. I know, um, 
Ross Hall, who plays Gary, gave me an interview for it, as well as directors like DJ McHale and Ron Oliver. So it was a really great experience to just see the show from the other side versus just, you know, being a fan. I can, like, sit on the fence and see both sides now in terms of how the show operates and, you know, how the legacy continues. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So what's what's the status of the book? Thank you. Status is currently still raising funds for um as I crunched the numbers a couple of times and I know some people were aware of the Kickstarter in June, but I had to pull that because if I, if I let it play out, then I would have went bankrupt. So I'm, I currently had to um, just figure out the numbers again with my financial advisor. And in the meantime, until I get that ready to launch once again, um, I'm selling colorized prints of the illustrations that will be featured in the book. Uh, as a way for people to support um, the endeavor if they don't have hundreds of dollars to put towards the project. Yeah, yeah. Andrew and I were just looking at that. Um, you have them up on, I think, Etsy, right? Uh, which you can access through your um, Instagram account. Yeah. Um, and what? Where can people find? Yeah, you? there should be a link in my bio that everyone can click. Um, the the most direct way is my Brett Wilson Art Instagram page. Um, I post all my art there. Uh, there's a link in the bio there. And if you go to uh, the Etsy website and use the code FAVORITE10 in all caps, you can actually get 10% off your posters. And all 91 episodes are up there individually colorized. So I'm sure there's something for everyone. That's awesome. Yeah. We, we were, of course, huge fans of your work. And Thank uh, you. we uh, really encourage everybody to check out I your page. That. Absolutely. Um, any other bef- yeah for sure i mean i love nickelodeon a lot but i'll never stop making art for it yeah awesome. uh, you're and you're you're currently kind of i mean i know you're doing a whole bunch of stuff but you're also doing a pete and pete series too right yes yes um so <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna really love me for this but um as soon as the are you afraid of the dark project wraps up i, I kind of want to do the same thing for pete and pete and salute your shorts i don't know how big of an audience there will be for you know, like a complete episode guide for both of those shows. But hey, it's a book that I would want to read. So that's driving me to keep making illustrations for it. For just go, them, just go giant and do a Nickelodeon book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's do the individual shows work and then I'll make like a, a thousand dollar ultimate <laughs> omnibus for that, you know, years down the road. And that'll be for the, the true diehards to buy. <laughs> Um, well, we really appreciate, we really appreciate you talking with us and, um, we, we, we plan on, of course, uh, talking to you again, uh, hopefully soon for either a oh, PP and definitely for an Are You Afraid of the Dark soon. Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. Um, well again, yeah, people can find him, Brett Wilson Art on, uh, Instagram and you're on Twitter, right? Brett Wilson Art one. Uh, yes, I am, but I'm not as active on there just because I'm more of like a, single-minded person not as much multitasking so facebook and instagram are are my main pages but gotcha you know if enough people comment on twitter i'll always go on there too cool cool um well yeah check them out yeah. there and uh we hope to talk to you again thanks so much brett anytime guys it was nice Very meeting nice. you <laughs> see ya nice to meet you too I'll talk to you take care talk to you soon Bye. well that was brett wilson uh great to hear from him yeah uh, really incredible how much work he's done Yes, these. I mean that's a lot of work in a short amount of time, and they look great. They're... They really do look great. Uh, the the ones he's selling on Etsy right now are really cool. They're like um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a poster, but it also includes 
the episode number, the season number, and the storyteller yeah. of whoever told that uh, episode. Um, so definitely check those out. It's I feel pretty important to support uh, independent artists. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're passionate about this stuff, uh, you know, wouldn't hurt to have a laughing in the dark poster on the no, wall. No. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you for the dark poster? Would you like? Well, I, the episode where the twin oh, turns into chameleons. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the only one I remember. Someone that by someone out there by Jocelyn the chameleons. Poster. <laughs> My birthday's coming up. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, a couple weeks. Would Would you hang a tail of the chameleons poster up? Sure. <laughs> for Brett. For Brett. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. 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 Why not? Cool. All right. All right. Uh, well, speaking of all you fine people out there, we got an email we're going to share here. We got a bunch, uh, for, um, the last episode with Candace and Melissa, where they talked their favorite girl characters. Uh, we're going to, we're going to share ours too, but we're going to, uh, do that on a separate episode. Uh, but this email's from Jacob and, uh, it's titled my negative ghastly grinner thoughts. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Dear cakes and uncle Bob. It feels gay. <laughs> Sorry, Jocelyn's face was just like, what? <laughs> That's two references from the Ghastly Grinner episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, okay. It feels. I it was names you two had that I was unaware of. Yeah, I'm Cakes and Andrew's Uncle Bob. I was trying to figure out and that's fitting. Yeah. Uh, it feels ghastly to say this, but I don't like the tale of the ghastly grinner all that much. Don't get me wrong, it's a solemn enough Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, and I certainly understand why you guys love it. But speaking for myself, it just doesn't put a grin on my face. To be clear, I never grew up with the grinner. I first watched it in my early 20s and instantly found many aspects and elements that didn't appeal to me personally as an adult viewer. Uh, now that you've reviewed this tale, I think it's finally time to get these criticisms off my chest. Submitted for the approval of the Big Orange Couch, here are my main reasons why the Ghastly Grinner never left me laughing in the dark. Four. The Christianison Conundrum? Uh, it's no joke. Uh, Mis- Misty Christianison is not a great actor. I'm sorry to be blunt, but that's how I feel. Her portrayal of Frankie, okay, so the girl who plays Frankie, was memorably annoying. She delivered her lines with enough cringe to launch a lunar probe, and whenever she aggressively sputtered the word cakes at the screen, I looked up to the sky and cried, Grinner, take me now. (laughs) I don't disagree with that. Yeah, she's not. She's not. She's not great. Uh, Three, the microwave mishap. As you guys helpfully pointed out in your Grinner episode, the whole microwave aspect to the narrative was horribly half-baked and needlessly convoluted, literally amounting to nothing in the end. Every time the plot got near a microwave, oven, or the concept of microwaves in general, the story made less and less sense. For instance, it was never made clear how Sylvester Uncas could have discovered the secret that microwaves can bring the Grinner into our world in the first place. In his old age, he did... Did he get confused preparing lunch one day and couldn't tell the difference between his comic and Hot Pocket? Too many plot holes and leaps of logic for sure. And Jocelyn's just shaking her head over here in agreement. <laughs> like I wrote the email. <laughs> Two, the Goosebumps goof. Here's a fact about myself. I absolutely hate the Goosebumps story, Attack of the Mutant. It's about <laughs> comics and supervillains, which is fun and all, but the episode as a whole is laughably, laughably bad. Both Mutant and Grinner share a very similar feel and visual style, and that always ruins how I feel about the latter. Grinner simply reminds me too much of that other comic book episode to be enjoyable. To be fair, Grinner premiered years before Mutant did on TV, so it's not Nick's fault. And one, the Croach Kerfuffle? 
I'm not being funny. I don't find the Grinner scary. Neil Kroosh does his best job, but he ultimately portrays the villain as an over-the-top Cesar Romero ripoff. That's not scary. It would have been better if the late Aaron Tagger had portrayed him. Portrayed him. Now that I think about it, maybe the actor wasn't the main problem. Maybe it was the material he had to work with. In my opinion, Ron Oliver wanted to write The Grinner as a light parody of classic comic book antagonists from the 1940s and 50s. However, in this quest, he somehow tragically made the parody become the very thing it was parodying. A one-dimensional, generic supervillain with cheesy one-liners and no scare factor. It's a real shame, and I think it does the episode more harm than good. All these complaints aside, there are definitely some positives to be found in this episode. It's fast-paced, has plenty of sharp dialogue throughout, and gave us one of the coolest nerds this side of Miss Ryston's science class, Hooper Piccolero. Yep, Hooper totally saved the day in this tale, and that's no laughing matter. My rating? Two and a half crep stars. Are you afraid to name the episode The Tale of the Not-So-Super Ethan? Sincerely, hmm. Jacob, the original inventor of the pizza waffle. <laughs> What's nice. a pizza waffle? <laughs> That's what I take out of that email. <laughs> oh, it's in, I think it's in the Grinner. Yeah. Uh, his mom like says, do you want a pizza waffle? Like she's going to make them. But what is a pizza waffle? I guess it's like if you have waffles and you have pizza toppings, you put it on the that frozen waffle. Or whatever. <laughs> You're the one that's <laughs> being skeptical about it. What do you mean? I've never heard of it before. Oh, I'd no. like to try one. That you're just uh, no. irritated that it existed. Oh, no, no. I'm, exi- I'm irritated I haven't tried one. Well, it's time to try pizza waffles, I guess. What do you think about that negative take of Grinner? That's one of the few uh, I've ever heard. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, he has good points, and they're all valid and reasonable. I think Jake. I still like the episode a lot, though. I, don't, I think he's, I think he's going through something. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, maybe it was a bad day when he watched it or something. I mean, he's not wrong about these points. The Grinner is a little over the top. Not, not more the than Grinner, your average. The Grinner is the one point that he that I disagree on. Yeah, but mic- I think the rest are pretty the much The microwave's right. a problem. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, all right. Well, we always love hearing from Jake. Yeah. What a, what a guy. Oh, is he, I'm his fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that wraps up the radio calling contest, but what are we doing next time around? Uh, next time we're talking about Doug versus Arnold. Mm, the character. Big matchup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's our first characters versus. Uh, is it? Yeah, I think so. We've only done um, either episodes, like Are You Afraid of the Dark, or TV shows. Guts yeah. versus Well, there's Legends. Keenan and Kel, I guess. That doesn't... Oh, not yeah. quite characters. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and uh, it'll be me versus Max. Yeah, that's uh, going to be exciting. I'll be defending Doug, and Max will be defending Arnold. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm ready for it. <laughs> In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. We're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Podbean. You can tell a friend. Uh, you can leave us a rating. That's really helpful. Uh, but speaking of friends, Jocelyn. Thank you for having me. This was very fun. Did you have fun? I did have fun. <laughs> I was very nervous. But it's not so bad. Not at all. Yeah. I think it's because I've known you. And we're just talking a little shorts. You know, that's what Andrew told me, that it would be just like talking in any other setting. And he's not wrong. Like all our other hour and a half conversations <laughs> about <laughs> shorts that we have so frequently. Well, hopefully we'll see you again one day. I would love to come back. Awesome. Uh, well, we'll see you all next time. Boy, all the world.
He looks like someone who can do magic. Okay. He does. <laughs> Is this the last uh, the clip for the show? He looks like he can do magic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>